Good morning. Good morning. And welcome on this absolutely beautiful August summer day. You can't ask for better weather. This morning we have two wonderful treats for everyone. First of all, in, as part of our celebration of the Feast of the Transfiguration, Father Mead is preaching this morning. We haven't heard from him in quite some time as he's been traveling all over Rhode Island and preaching here, there, and everywhere. So I finally pinned him down, and we have a wonderful preacher this morning. We also have another special treat. We have a mezzo-soprano, Ariel Rogers, with us this morning. Ariel has sung here before, and um, not part of our regular chorale of singers, but visiting today as she prepares to... Uh, swiftly take off for grad school in a couple of weeks. So we have some wonderful uh, music this morning as well. At this time, I invite everyone to please stand as we begin our service. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be Almighty God, to your hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please join in singing hymn number seven, found at the front of our blue. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, who on the holy mount revealed to chosen witnesses your well-beloved Son, wonderfully transfigured, in raiment white and glistening, 
mercifully grant that we, being delivered from the disquietude of this world, may by faith behold the King in his beauty, who with you, O Father, and you, O Holy Spirit, lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining. And Moses put, would, put on the, would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please uh, read portions of Psalm 99 with me. Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God and fall down before his footstool. He is the Holy One, Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among those who call upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them out of the pillar of cloud. They kept his testimonies and the decrees that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them indeed. You were a God who forgave them, yet punished them for their evil. Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God and worship him upon his holy hill. For the Lord our God is the Holy One. A reading from the second book of Peter. I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to refresh your memory, since I know that my death will come soon, as indeed our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when that voice was conveyed to him by the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. So we have the prophetic message more fully confirmed. You will do well to be attentive to this as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. First of all, you must understand this, that no prophecy or scripture 
is a matter of one's own interpretation, because no prophecy ever came by human will, but men and women moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Our sequence or gospel hymn this morning is hymn 129. Please stand as you are able and join with me in singing hymn 129. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men. Moses and Elijah talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep. But since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory, and the two men who stood with him, they as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said, while he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. 
Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. It has been a long time since I have climbed a mountain. That would have been a modest one. Helvellyn, it's called, in England's Lake District about 50 years ago. I remember, though, how the sounds and sights of the world fell away far down below. You enter another plane of life. It seems closer to the heavens up there. Jesus climbed a mountain. The tradition is that it was Mount Tabor with the inner circle of his disciples, Peter, John, and James, in order to pray. The context is significant It is eight days after Peter confessed Jesus to be the Christ of God, and Jesus' reply to Peter that the Christ must be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. This was a turning point in Jesus' ministry. Peter, James, and John were weary and slept while Jesus prayed on the mountain, but St. Luke tells us something of the prayer experience of Jesus as his disciples slept. What he tells, he obviously means for us to know and for good reasons. Now, the transfiguration is a major event in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The prayer book observes the Feast of the Transfiguration on August the 6th, as well as the Sunday just before Lent. When it occurs on a Sunday, though, in the summertime, the feast is major enough that it takes precedence over whatever is appointed for the Sunday. The Transfiguration is a vital glimpse of glory at a critical point in our Lord's ministry as he turns from his ministry in Galilee towards his destiny in Jerusalem, that is to say, his death, which he knows must come. St. Luke's account of the transfiguration, though, is it's more than a glimpse of Jesus's glory. It is actually a look inside that glory. Now, our Lord 
is as human as we are, actually more fully human than we are, since he was not diminished as we are by our sins. We don't come close to living up to our full humanity. But Jesus was subject to all of our tests and likely was much more alert to their dangers and pains than we can be because of his full and entire humanity. He would have felt them much more completely than we could. You come to a test, we collapse before the test is over. Our, G our dear Jesus sees it right through to the end. On the mountain, his two great predecessors, Moses and Elijah, appear in glory as Jesus himself is transfigured in dazzling brightness in his prayer. So there they are, and there they talk. They talk. They talk about Jesus' departure, as Luke puts it, that is to say his exodus, which is precisely his destiny, his passion, and Jerusalem. There it is. It, as it, it is at this moment that the three disciples awake, and Peter, well-intentioned as ever, but in error, as is often the case, proposes to build three booths. Peter errs because he cannot capture and hold such a moment, even for religious purposes, and because Moses and Elijah are not co-equal with Jesus. Jesus is and will accomplish something much greater than the law and the prophets. Moses, the laws, it personifies the law. Elijah personifies the prophets. Jesus will fulfill and perfect the law and the prophets in his death. Keep your eyes on that crucifix. And Peter is interrupted by a cloud as he's speaking and a voice from within in it. It was, as St. Luke tells us, scarifying to them. And the voice says, this is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. All right, let's do. Let us return to Jesus now. We know very well that Jesus suffered terrible physical and spiritual pain in his passion. There has been no sorrow like unto his sorrow. There has been no death more lonely because of who he is. So much so that we hear the Son of God praying the cry of the God forsaken from the cross. The transfiguration was certainly an encouragement to the disciples about their master, but Luke shows us that the transfiguration was food, nourishment, and encouragement to our Lord himself. He was praying. The great figures of his faith appeared to him in glory. They confirmed his mission. 
They spoke to him of his exodus. What an exodus in Jerusalem. And surely this conversation, which Luke wants us to understand, built up our Lord inwardly and fortified him from the heart as he faced the demons and the terrors that lay ahead. In another place, St. John actually, in another place, Jesus said that his food was to do the will of him who sent him and to accomplish his work. On the mountain of transfiguration, Jesus is shown being fed and sustained by the one who sent him, the Father, as he does God's will and aims for its completion. My food is to do that will. He's being fed as he does it. The doing of it feeds him. This is an incredible relationship going on here within God. It is a glimpse of Jesus's deep, simple inner life. Over the years of my ministry, I've thought about that, Jesus's deep, simple inner life. By contrast, I think of, well, I'll speak for myself and the rest of us. By contrast, I would say I am complicated and shallow. Jesus is deep and simple. And the closer we get to Jesus, the less complicated things get and the deeper we get, if you see what I'm saying. Luke also wants to show the connection between Christ's glory and his passion. The two are one, the glory and the passion. They are not separate. Terrible as it was, Good Friday afternoon was Jesus's finest hour. But we need to appreciate that Jesus got there as one of us voluntarily, step by step, as he willingly fulfilled his mission. When we say rightly, as Peter did on the day of Pentecost in his first Christian sermon, when we say rightly that the death of Jesus was God's eternal plan and providence, that's right, that's true. But when we say that, we also need to say that Jesus thought, spoke, and acted freely every inch of the way. Otherwise, we don't understand. Every inch of the way to Calvary. He needed to pray. He needed sustenance from God every instant in order to do it. In other words, we need to do justice to the full humanity of the divine Son of God in order to know our Lord. When we ourselves face times of testing, There are times of testing all in this church, everyone here, including yours truly, times of testing. When we face times of testing, especially if they are frightful and threatening, we have an example and an encouragement in the transfiguration of our Lord. Prayer is a wellspring, as it, we see as it is with Jesus himself. Prayer is a wellspring of life, light, 
and strength. Prayer recollects, as it did for the Lord, it recollects the essentials of our faith and prompts us to take heart, to take courage, and to believe in God. In Christ, we realize that the glory of God is precisely to be found in the cross. And we recall, as Jesus said many times, that if we are to be genuine disciples and follow him, we must shoulder our own crosses and follow in that way. Jesus does not promise an easy road to glory. He promised the way of the cross, a part in his own death and resurrection, but his promise is good. God has put his seal on it. It is better than what the world offers us, no matter how attractive the world may be in the short term. And it's a short term. The way of Christ's cross is the way of life and peace. It's the long term. And it will see us through in a way that nothing else can. Many of us, speak for myself, are like St. Peter. I love St. Peter. Glad he's our patron. He loved Jesus, but he wanted to avoid that cross. Avoid it when Jesus spoke of it. Avoid it high up on the mountain of transfiguration. Avoid it finally down the mountain and in Jerusalem as it was coming to pass nearer and nearer. But in the end, Peter got there. He got there at the empty tomb and then he saw the risen Jesus and he learned and he was converted again and he preached the good news of Jesus Christ right in front of the same forces and people who had terrified him earlier. It's a miracle right there. And we can live that good news ourselves, here and now, if we heed the same voice that Peter heard up there at the Transfiguration. This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please stand as you are able and join in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made mad. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. 
He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Prayers of the People. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. And we all may be one. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. Glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. They may be faithful witnesses of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed, especially Mary Ellen Berry and Margarita Perini, eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Bob and Sally Davis, John, Jessica, and Johnny DeRemer, and Donna DeWarner. In our diocese circle of prayer, we pray for the Church of the Transfiguration, Cranston, Christ Church, Lincoln, and Christ Church, Westerly. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. 
Today is the first Sunday of the month, and so as we do each month, I invite anyone who has a birthday or wedding anniversary to come forward for a blessing. And I've asked Father Mead to do the blessings this morning since August is my birthday month as well. So, uh, I don't know the marriage ones is, is Mark there. Okay. Yes, we have an anniversary birthday, anniversary, birthday, birthday, birthday. So let's get all the birthdays on one side. <laughs> and Mark, we're going to put you right in the middle since it's both. Yeah. You gotta get over there, John. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a simple thing. <laughs> are in your hand. Look with favor, we pray, on your servants as they begin another year. Grant that they may grow in wisdom and grace and strengthen their trust in your goodness all the days of their life through Jesus Christ. Whenever you were born. Whenever you were born. I hope you get that message. Okay, so. Okay. And here we are for yeah. anniversary. And I do continue. Amen. <laughs> you have to wait a second. <laughs> Congratulations. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy anniversary, happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. How much longer is Audrey, Audrey with us? Because we have a couple of weeks before we have to give her a send off. Okay. So the 20th. Remind me.
Hello. Well, so he made it. Okay. So, I invite everyone to please be seated. And before we begin our announcements, just one announcement of a prayer that has been answered this morning. It's been our prayers for weeks for Cindy and me that she be able to physically make it to church this morning after a long recovery. So Cindy Clancy is back. I know, but...
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you, in your mercy, sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please stand as you're able and join in singing hymn 137, found in our blue hymnals. Thanks be to God.